Hey Crossview, it is a couple of days after Christmas. We're all tired and worn out. Christmas Eve services, uh, highlight of the year, and we are closing off the Sermon on the Mount series, which I was trying to think how, how to describe what it's like for people who preach to close out a series like this. And it's a little bit like, like sending a kid off to school. Like there's a bit of, we're done, but there's also a bit of, of sadness, right? I think we're all feeling so. Um, when you think about this series that we've been in, what, what are some of the conversations that, that have, you have been in in reaction to the series? Yeah, I think about uh, the men's small group that I leave, uh, lead, not leave. <laughs> <laughs> the men's small group that I lead on Wednesday nights. And you know, we've been studying this you know, throughout the sermon series. And I remember one night in particular, we got to this point where we realized there is no possible way that we could do this, yeah. at least on our own. And there was this sense of wrestling with these, these texts yeah. and realizing that we needed Jesus. Hmm. And without Jesus, we just weren't gonna be able to do this. Yeah. And I think that was a really healthy, good place for us to get that evening. Mm -hmm. That's really good. What about you, Sandy? I remember the first night we were sitting in our garage and we were studying the Beatitudes and the relief on people's faces that this isn't going to be a list of things you have to do or be like. These are promises that God offers us and an invitation really to everyone to be part of this kingdom. Yeah, yeah. And then I think is it the next section that talks about Jesus fulfills the law. Yeah. And again, that it's not uh, just mandates that you better measure up to all of this, but yeah. the invitation that Jesus has fulfilled all of these things and he is the way to follow. Uh, he's the one to follow. Yeah. Which it can quickly become just a new set of laws. It was some of the conversations that I've been in. I think it's interesting is hearing people say what Jesus describes in the Sermon on the Mount does not always look like Christianity <laughs> today, right? Um, Gandhi, Gandhi has this quote. He said, the message of Jesus, as I understand it, is contained in the Sermon on the Mount, unadulterated and taken as a whole. He goes on to say, if, if, if that's the Christian message, he'd probably be into it. Mm -hmm. But he goes on to say this, but negatively... I can tell you that in my humble opinion, what passes for Christianity is a negation of the Sermon on the Mount. I think that's where some of my conversations have been. Like, what if Christians actually lived out the Sermon on the Mount? What if we yeah. submitted to King Jesus, not King politics or not King business idea or not King popularity, whatever it is. And I think that's the, the invitation. So the, the Sermon on the Mount, we started off with the blesseds are, are just, it's not a new list of things that we got to try and be. The language is Jesus is talking about people in the crowd and saying you were invited into this kingdom. And then after that, he goes into this, this teaching, probably little aimed at the Pharisees saying the law was it for you. I'm the fulfillment of the law. So everything I'm going to talk about, entrance into the kingdom, living out the kingdom, like you said, Brian, it's in me. And then in chapter seven, the last couple passages that we've looked at is Jesus has given invitations to say it's narrow, but it's good. It's challenging, but I promise you it's the best way of life. It's, it's your best life now, mm -hmm. to, quote a, to quote a book, but it's challenging. So um, let me pray, we'll jump into the text, and then we'll just give some closing thoughts to this series. Jesus, thank you for your word um, that points us to the living word that is Jesus. And so, um, God, I pray that your spirit, wherever we're watching this during the season, God, would breathe words of life and hope and challenge into us each and every day, not just through a message, but each and every day. For this name of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Amen. So Matthew 7, 
be on the screen behind me if you're at home and you have a Bible and you want to open that up, that'd be great too. So here it is. Here's how Jesus closes it out. Therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. It's going to be some practical teaching of like, huh, we all want to be wise, right? Absolutely. Let me go on to say in verse 25, the rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. We've noticed a couple of times where Jesus is ba basically saying, storms of life are coming. Yeah. Yes. He, said it, he said it in one of our previous messages at right. the end. Absolutely. Yeah. Life's not easy. Right. We're going to face trials. Yeah. And, and maybe now more than ever for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so acknowledging that, that the Sermon on the Mount is a now and not yet. Jesus is painting, about, painting a picture of what his ultimate kingdom will look like, saying you can experience some of it now. It will ultimately be true one day. Mm -hmm. That's why we have storms. Verse 26. But everyone, if you, everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. Mm -hmm. It's where it gets challenging. Mm -hmm. And this, let's keep reading. Verse 27. I'll get out of myself. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great, great crash. Verse 28. When Jesus finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching. Verse 29 says this, because he taught as one who had authority and not as the teachers of the law. So give us some thoughts on the text that, that we just read. I mean, I just think that visual, right, yeah. of when you have a house with a firm foundation, or I think about a sandcastle, mm -hmm. and the kids that take really long time, and it's a beautiful sandcastle, but once the water comes, it's pointless, right, no matter how well yeah. you try. And the contrast between those is they're both hearing the words. Yeah. Both of the builders are hearing the words. The difference is whether or not people put them into practice. And when we discipline ourselves, when we have a posture of receiving the words from Jesus and trying to live them out, right, when we discipline ourselves in those ways, that's the difference between the houses. That's what really stands out to me. Yeah, that's good. I think the thing that stands out to me is that Jesus has the authority here. Yes. He is the one who has the right way of doing things. He is the one that we look to when we wonder, how do we make it through these times? How do we live? Where is the foundation? Mm -hmm. And I think you know, the, the key implication here is that Jesus is mm -hmm. the foundation. He yeah. is the authority. So, so think about, it. you're hearing this sermon, you're listening to Jesus, or you're listening to these messages, and Jesus says, you're foolish if you don't put them into practice. Mm -hmm. And so the challenge is, He's referring to all of it. <laughs> it's a little bit like the video, the, the interview that, that you yes, did right. uh, with our friends. It, it's, it's, it's not a sort of, I'm going to take this and this. Jesus is saying, it's, if, if, mm -hmm. if you're not loving your enemy, you're foolish. Mm -hmm. And that is a stark contrast to the ways of the world and the way of Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, I, th I think that's, that, that is the thing for me that is so challenging in this text is like, it's all in hmm. or it's nothing. It really reminds me, last night we were talking about our race task force and talking about how when you're thinking about racism, yeah. there's really no neutral point. You're either fighting against it yeah. or you're part of it, yeah. uh, sometimes unwillingly, but it really, there's not a neutral issue. One of our, yeah. one of our people said this recently, you can't be neutral on this. Yeah. And if you're a follower of Jesus, is what the person said. Hmm. So regardless of the relationship, whether it's race or whether it's your marriage, yeah. whether it's your parenting, whether, I mean, pick an issue. Think about the Sermon on the Mount. 
we really can't be neutral. I think that that's sort of also what this passage is talking about. And it's not calling it perfection. Oh, no. I mean, it's, it's saying, talk about lust. Yeah. Jesus talked about lust. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, lust will probably be an issue for most everyone for the majority of your life. It's mm-hmm. how are we dealing with it? Yeah. Who are we depending on? Yep. And what is that journey beginning to look like? One, yeah. of, one of my favorite passages that, that I think about often is Philippians 2. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling which is a, it's an athletic term in the first century that, that sweat and toil. Um, I went to a small little college, but we actually, our wrestling coach was an Olympic medal, medalist and we had a guy who wrestled who um, made it to a couple of, of Olympics and you'd go into the weight room and you watch wrestlers working out. <laughs> it's, they're insane. God bless all wrestlers, trust me. I, I have huge respect for you. It's in my family, it's in my wife's family. But there is a intentional dedication to the craft. Um, I think that's a little bit of what Jesus is saying here. Is like, are, are you really going to buy into it? Yeah. Any really any professional athlete, yeah. you know. I mean, we watched this show on Amazon, All or Nothing, mm-hmm. and it you know mm-hmm. follows these sports teams through their season, watching what they do to try to win the championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And really, you know, you talk to these professional athletes, and they're all in. Mm-hmm. They want to win it all. That is the end goal. Anything less is unacceptable. Mm -hmm. And there's that sense for us, you know, we're going to try with Jesus to try to be all in and and to go all in on this. Well, and really the end goal, I love that image actually when we think about the Sermon on the Mount, is one of the things that's really captured my attention about the Sermon on the Mount is Jesus is painting a picture. If we did live this way, if Christians all across the world really got on board and we're all in, with that vision and that goal in mind, which is heaven, which yeah. I think we do sometimes have that view in, uh, as our goal. But if we realize, like, we don't have to just wait for that now. We can be celebrating winning the Super Bowl today, even if you're the Vikings Amen. or the Broncos. <laughs> uh, but there is that, like, that gives me joy and energy. That doesn't make it about rules. That makes it about, that's my goal, and I'm going to live like it now because Jesus has said, I get to Right. And, so, and that's the work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who is at work in you. Absolutely. Yes. And I think that's the, the reminder we need again. And that's, that's why Paul said, you know, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And the, the Greek is again and again and again and again that we yes. submit to the presence of God in our lives. And I, I, would, I would encourage you to think about it in this way. Like, um, take every part of your life, and not, not sort of compartmentalizing, but think about your marriage and your job. Uh, think about your relationship with your friends and your neighborhood and your kids. Think about your whole relational world and submit it to Jesus' kingdom. Say, yes. say, what would it look like if this way was true in the whole of my life? And that the, the fruit that I was bearing looked a lot more like the fruit of the Spirit than the fruit of whatever the world is saying it should look like. And so, I mean, it, it's sort of simple. It's like, it's, it's an all-in invitation. Mm-hmm. It is. It, it is simple. It, it, but it's challenging. So, yes, it is. So bring, <laughs> it's really hard. So that brings me to the question of, uh, when you look back at the series that we've been in, what's your favorite part? Yeah. I think for me, uh, it was the sections on prayer, the Lord's Prayer, the invitation uh, to ask, seek, and knock, mm. and that sense yeah. that um, we can come to God and ask him uh, for anything, but we don't want to use that as a leveraging mechanism. Yeah. It's not a weapon to be used. It's not a... Genie in a bottle. Right. It's, yeah. n- it's not that sense of I can get whatever I want. Yeah. It's, mm. it's this sense that 
I'm in relationship with the creator of the world. Yeah. And when I'm in that relationship with the creator of the world, I'm going to trust that God is good. Yeah. And that however God chooses to answer, I'm going to trust that God is doing the good thing for me, for my wife, for my friends, yeah. for my community, and uh, to live into that sense yeah. um, that this is a relationship. And so there's never really an unanswered prayer because I'm in this conversation with God. Mm. I'm just constantly talking to him. It's some of that like, perfect parent imagery that we talked mm. about. Yeah. You know, yeah, you're spot on. So good. Sandra, what about you? Yeah, I feel like the prayer aspect leads me into really focusing on the plank in my eye and the call that we came to as a sermon team, yeah. as a preaching team, really, that we have a lot of mess to deal with in our own lives, and that can keep me from picking out the specks in everyone else's. Uh, there is a lot out of our control these days with COVID. Our kids are online, family issues. People are dying. Relationships are blowing up. There are just a lot of things that are out of our control. And as I think about my Celebrate Recovery background and all of my resources that I have with that, I mean, I was just talking to you about that recently. When I read through the steps, when I think about what Celebrate Recovery and what the Sermon on the Mount calls me mm -hmm. to, is to ask God, continue that conversation with the things that are happening in my own life. And, uh, and that that's, it's not something I can control. Yeah. I can't control myself. That's actually part of Celebrate Recovery and any recovery program is, is my life has become unmanageable. But offering that to Jesus and, and, and Jesus would say the same thing. Like right. he said, the law you can control. Yes. Right. You've heard don't yes. murder. Right. You can do that. Right. Yeah. I'm going to dig deeper. Right. Absolutely. And that's exactly what you're saying. But with Jesus, yeah. all things yes. really are possible. So yeah. that, that has become um, just kind of a mantra in my own mind. Like, let's deal with your own plank, Sandy. You know, <laughs> I was, uh, we talked about this question and how to answer it. My, um, I had different text throughout the Sermon on the Mount that I was thinking about, and then I thought, I don't like any of them. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, like, seriously. Fair enough. Yeah, it's if, true. If I'm super honest, I, I don't like mm. the Sermon on the Mount. I've, so I had some vacation recently, and I was reading The Great Divorce by C.S. Lewis. And, and I'm not done of it, but the, the, a lot of the gist of it is um, we're drawn to, you know, heaven and hell exist. They exist in the world around us. We believe they exist in eternity. Um, and part of what Lewis is saying is it's, it's interesting that we're drawn to hell. Mm -hmm. Like I'm drawn to me being in charge, even though I know that it creates a chaotic, messed up, narcissistic, egocentric, whatever word you want to put in. Mm -hmm. But I'm drawn to that. I'm drawn to gray and I'm drawn to darkness. Um, uh, the, the passage that, that keeps hitting with me is uh, I, I can tend to be a pretty angry guy. Mm -hmm. And it's from self-righteousness. It's also from, from shame, too. But I... In, in the hell that, that, that I can live in on occasion, um, it's, it's, there's a lot of anger. Mm. Anger that the car in front of me is not driving right. Anger, anger that my kid did this. Anger that my wife didn't do that. Anger that this person, you know, it's, 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 there's a lot of just self-righteous anger and judgment going hand in hand uh, that, that sit there. And it made me think, I think as we close out the series, a quote that we all um, were thinking about was, G.K. Chesterton's quote where he said, the Christian ideal has not been tried and found wanting. It has been found difficult and left untried. And so I think in closing, we would say uh, to a few different groups out there, one is if you're not a Christian, um, we hope the Sermon on the Mount paints a picture of the kingdom of God, the way of Jesus. Um, and you hear us say you're invited into it. And all you got to do is just talk to God. 
Say, Jesus, forgive me for my sins. I want to follow you. I want to submit to this way to your leadership, right? Yeah. It's, it's that beautiful and simple. It's what we're made for. Because yeah. also in, in, in Lewis's book, it's like we're, we're also drawn to heaven too because we're made for heaven. We're made for, for that as well. Uh, so if you're not a follower of Christ, we invite you to do that. I mean, what a great way to end 2020 and start 2021. Mm -hmm. For followers of Jesus, we just want to say a really bold thing. Jesus says it's an all-in invitation. Um, I don't get to choose one part of this and then let the other part be. And I think in a time where um, there's more anger than I've ever seen, there's more judgment than I've ever seen, um, Christians are called to live a different way. We are. There, there's just no other way to put it. And so uh, what we say in closing is we're all invited into the kingdom. We go back to the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount. And God wants to bless all of you, which means he wants to invite all of us in to the kingdom of God. For some, that may be the first time. For others of us, it may, may be saying, you know what? I have submitted to the kingdoms of the world, and I want to resubmit to Jesus Christ. Amen. And so we invite you to do that. Thanks for being with us. Gracious Father, we, we close this series um, sort of begrudgingly, Lord, because <laughs> there's so much good, and we could sit with it for longer. But God, we trust that our community is going to go back to this again and again and again and say, what does it mean to live out your way, to truly follow you, to trust you and to depend on you, God? And we do that. Pray this in your name, in Jesus' name. Amen.